Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Always love having Stuart Sloden on the program. Uh, Check out this show here later throughout the uh, third and fourth quarter here in uh, 2016 as it is an election year and we're going to be having some incredibly important information uh, for you as it relates to Medicare, uh, which will be when he joins us next time, we'll be talking about that. And then we're going to be talking about uh, choices, options that individuals have post ACA and so much more. And you're not going to want to miss it. And if uh, that interview or others tripped your trigger, check out our SoundCloud page. Uh, just search Edie Bellis or you can search um, anything related to, to health reform. And I'm pretty sure you're going to going to find something that that comes up. But I mentioned Medicare, and one of the companies that I'm going to talk about here coming up here very shortly has a lot of uh, business in Medicare, mostly in the Medicare Advantage space. And uh, this is something that uh, is is incredibly important, uh, both individuals that are uh, have um, Medicare Advantage and then also people that have traditional Medicare but have a supplemental plan uh, need to be aware of uh, some of the changes that are coming. Uh, But I'm going to start uh, on the Medicare Advantage side. Number one, there has been some changes in, in the plans here in the Affordable Care Act, and uh, that has had an impact, and they um, essentially have cut some of the subsidies to insurance companies that are, are in charge of administering these plans. Uh, a Medicare Advantage plan is administered by a private insurance company and has uh, certain other benefits in addition to traditional Medicare plans. And then if you have a traditional Medicare plan, you're going to buy a supplemental plan, and those uh, comes. Uh, it's kind of like an alphabet. There's a, a through M, I believe, and uh, many people are on the F plan, and the F plan is um, one that does not have co-pays, and this has uh, recently been changed, uh, allowing not allowing more individuals to join this this uh, this pool, and so this could have an impact as becoming another one of those what are they called death spirals when you not do not put more individuals into a risk pool, um, and the people continue to be age and get older and sicker, uh, then that uh, creates problems for everybody and and much higher premiums. And so uh, individuals on Medicare should be looking at all of their options every year. I don't think they realize that uh, the ACA has changed it, uh, at least at the very least, indirectly. And that's why I recommend Edie Bellis uh, to anybody that needs help, uh, whether it's uh, in your insurance uh, for, through the uh, ACA exchanges, if you need some help uh, looking to make sure that you have the right Medicare supplemental plan, uh, edbellisinc.com and go to uh, the Contact Us page for someone to reach out to touch you and help you out uh, as you get through all of these these things. Because I tell you what, there are a lot of dollars on the table right now, and we want to make sure that uh, you're, you are on top of that. Humana is one of the largest Medicare Advantage providing uh, insurance companies. And one of the attractive things in the deal between Humana and Aetna, which is the other large company, this was a 50 
I think it was a, a multi-billion dollar uh, deal. And this is, uh, as we talked about at the top of the show in our top story, the Department of Justice moving to stop this deal because of antitrust concerns. That means it's going to be less competition for you. There's really nothing stopping them from, from raising the prices, and they really control massive amounts of the, of the market share. And so they decided to sue them. And they hinted at it earlier in the week, and then on Thursday they finally pulled the trigger. And this is going to be, again, massive news for us in the courts, and I'm going to be bringing you lots of information and expertise on it as it as it plays out. But the, 50, the $37 billion deal between Aetna and Humana, the second one that was challenged, they announced that they're leaving states, uh, 11 states, or they're leaving more states, only going to be serving 11 states or 156 counties in the ACA marketplace. Was this connected to the decision from the Department of Justice uh, planning to block them? Was this move to pull out of these ACA exchanges connected to that? They're saying, well, we've been planning this for, for a while. We've, we've had this, if you look back at our report, we've been hinting at this since May, but I must say that the timing is certainly interesting, to say the least. And it just uh, goes to, to show that we just have an unbelievable mess on our hands here as America, Americans, especially individuals with pre-existing conditions, which is what this law was essentially designed to create and created to, to, and designed to help these people. And I'm starting to see more and more people with pre-existing conditions almost uh, run out of options. And I have always said this term, and you can think about it and you think if it makes sense, but I'm saying, folks, we're on the way to having pre-existing condition by cost in that maybe you do have a pre-existing condition and now you do have options to, to purchase it, but you cannot afford the policies that, that are available. And this is for middle-class Americans in particular. When you look at the uninsured, actually, uh, there, there were a lot of people that actually make more than, than you would think. Most of the people that were uninsured in this country were, would fall under four general categories. Number one was somebody that was eligible for government coverage like Medicaid or Medicare and not enrolled. Still is a lot out there. They expanded Medicaid. Uh, some states decided not to go along with it, but that was supposed to be how they were going to cover those individuals. And then you have some individuals that, that make more than enough to qualify for Medicaid but can't afford insurance, and that's really where the ACA coverage provisions were designed to help people like that, and it does. It helps people like that because they get eight, eight out of ten individuals are probably going to get some sort of subsidy. But then there's those individuals that make a little bit more that can't qualify for subsidies but are subject to runaway premium increases. And uh, we're starting to see that clearly now. Uh, we're going to have multi, multi uh level increases here next year, over 30%, for example, in the individual marketplace, according to, to one insurer. And so those are the people that really, I think, didn't get too much help under the ACA, and those are some people that I think need, need to have some options out there because in order for this whole system to work, it needs to, to be able to benefit them. And a lot of these individuals, I would say, are millennials or people that are just getting started in their families and uh, they're just making just a little bit more than what, what would qualify them for assistance under the law, and, it, and it's really not helping them, and there's no checks in place to stop it from rising.
So those folks are, are going to be needing some help under any new health reform 2.0. And then finally, uh, the individuals, uh, the other set of, of people uh, that were uh, included in the uninsured are going to be people that are uh, undocumented citizens that would not be eligible for, for public programs. But there is an awful lot of individuals, millions of people that fall into that category. And so we're going to have to have, figure out what we need to, to do about those folks because they still do utilize the health care system and cost an awful lot. And that's that's a whole whole other discussion for another program because I'm sure people would get fired up about all of that. But on this point, if you're not a fan of federal regulation, um, this this would probably back up why you're you would uh you would not like that. Because when markets are not allowed to to operate like they're supposed to, and the ACA is really health insurance reform. It's not health care reform. It's health insurance reform. We've said that many times. Now, there are some things happening in the health care thing. But they really, really regulated a whole industry, uh, the insurance industry. This is the first law that in American history that tells an industry how much money they can make. Just think about that for a second. I mean, I know that these are these evil insurance companies, uh, but they do employ an awful lot of people. Uh, the law creates these new standardized plans that maybe they didn't want to offer but now have to offer, and we're finding that some of these plans include benefits that individuals don't need, which still drives up drives up the price. And what we've seen is a market that's so overregulated that it, these companies can't function um, like they would like to in, in this own industry, and this is this is what's happening. They're just going to start pulling out, and this is the exact opposite of what the law was supposed to do. Uh, it was supposed to introduce more competition through what are called state-based exchanges, and a lot of states decided, well, we don't want to set up our own exchange, so we'll have the federal government set up an exchange. So we had the healthcare.gov experiment. Uh, the rollout was uh, flawed, if you could say the least. Uh, the system kept dro dropping. It, it kind of eroded some public confidence, I, I would say, in this. And now we just don't have enough access for consumers, and they're going to really have to scramble for a new plan that is affordable this next year, despite the fact that uh, massive increases are coming. And we're starting to see uh, hints, I guess you could say, that individuals, businesses, and others are going to be in for some serious pain here in the next several years, especially in 2017. And so the vol volatility in the marketplace really requires some education and you know, sometimes uh, you just need somebody to talk to, and that's where Edie Bellis comes in because our team can help you understand how all of these things affects your situation, whether you're an individual, a business, uh, whatever it is, we're going to put together an action plan for you. So just go to ediebellisinc.com slash contact us and uh, get signed up for our first uh, first offering, which is a newsletter. You just uh, read our weekly newsletter, and uh, that will at least get you on top of it. And if you like a little bit more, uh, you can go ahead and give us a call as well at 402-884-9020. 402-884-9020 is the Edie Bellis number, the Edie Bellis hotline, if you will. Uh, and we're going to be back here on our program, America's Healthcare Challenge. We've talked so far about uh, the changes. We've got the uh, Department of Justice suing two large insurance companies. We've talked about that. And we've talked about uh, another one pulling out of the individual marketplace. What's next? Find out when we come back.